It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, Hardcover paperback like the Beatles sang and of course in the dulcet tones of audiobook we are already to number 82 Stevie and we go on the way back we're, we're taking the time machine back to I guess what your freshman year of college today this one's pretty crazy yeah this one I've wanted to get Gary Press on the show for a really long time but like most of the entrepreneurs I know he's too busy he's too busy for and him. today we were able to match calendars and we're gonna have some fun his story is great but yes in fact he was my first college roommate. Wow. <laughs> that is true. If you survive that, you can survive anything. Gary Press, chairman at South Florida Business and Wealth, Lifestyle Magazine, CEO of Alternative Revenue Solutions. If you survive freshman semester with Steve Littleberg, <laughs> you're prepared for pretty much anything in life. Well, we started, actually, we met in the summer. Because neither one of us was smart enough to get into the fall. So you exactly, went to summer school to get the in. Story, right? <laughs> okay, that's yeah. not the story I tell, but that's true. Hey, let's 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 bear our souls okay. today. Call it what so, it is, man. All right, continue. So uh, we became friends over the summer, really good friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, during the summer, we were just getting acclimated. So we, we there was no school. We were just partying and or a little bit of school. Right. <laughs> We both thought there were no school. So, uh, you know, we just had a blast, and then we decided to, to live together in the fall, and the, the rest is history. Was that uh, Hume? Was that, was that Hume? Hume Hall. Hume Hall, man. Right. Wow. Holy Hume God. Hall, that was your freshman year of college. That was our fr- yeah, that was our second semester. Anyone uh, dare? Oh, we had a great floor. We had a great group an, of guys. Anyone dare to name the semester, the year, and the semester? Can anyone recall? It was the year? It was 78. 78. It was yeah. the fall of 78? Fall of 78, oh, wow. right? We had already not, been not there the summer, summer of 69, but no. the fall of 78. No. There's probably a song about it, but... The fall uh, of know, 78? It was such a cool time because we went, like he said, over the summer, and the summer was really laid back. There wasn't a lot of people there. It wasn't football time. So we, like, got acclimated to the city. Right. By the time people came in the fall, we owned it, yeah. <laughs> which was really fun. As incoming freshmen. As incoming Interesting how yeah. that works yeah. out. So you guys go back to that day. At what point did you realize, hey, um, maybe we'll just decide in 40-plus years to reconvene as successful entrepreneurs? Well, that's the fascinating part of it. Is that the plan all the way along? No, but we, because you didn't live here originally. You went somewhere? I ran, up to, I ran up to New York. New York, right. For about five years. So I, I had the dream of being a uh, you know, Madison Avenue guy running mm-hmm. an ad agency. And then when Don I, Draper, I was going to be, I was going to be Don You'd Draper. Be a good yeah. Don Draper. <laughs> yeah, I would. Naps in the afternoon. That sounds good to me. But, Martini lunches. Right, exactly. But I, I soon found out that uh, all the reps, I was in charge of about $45 million in advertising for CoverGirl Makeup and Eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was making $12,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And all of these sales reps, you know, from Mademoiselle Magazine, you know, Young Miss, you know, I'm going on their boats, their yachts, and what are, what are you guys making? Right. And they're going, oh, we're making 80000 So I quickly decided to jump ship and leave the creative side behind and get into sales. So you, you followed the uh, the green. I followed Not the, the yellow brick road, but the green brick the green road. green brick road. In this, in this sense. But it's also, you know, an understanding of what your capabilities are. Your capabilities were greater than what that job was asking you to do, obviously, 
because getting into the sales world, you've been super successful. Successful. Thanks. It yeah. each stop. I mean, look. I mean, y- your career speaks to it. I don't have to. You know, it's not blowing smoke. Yeah, and I, and I got I have the kind of career where I get bored after five years, and uh, so started with a, a magazine company, became the publisher, then started an ad agency that did uh, quite well uh, for about five years, and then a company called American City Business Journals uh, bought us out, and uh, I became publisher of the Baltimore Business Journal, then the South Florida Business Journal for about thirteen years, and then I got the entrepreneur craving again, and. Uh, we started uh, this. Uh, well, actually, when I left, uh, I signed a new t- two-year uh, non-compete, and they were very generous, and uh, started a company called Alternative Revenue Solutions, mm-hmm. which most people I explain this to never have any idea what. It no is. idea. But we're, we're we're really what we do is we are a uh, we're a technology company, but a strong affiliate marketer. So we have over fifteen hundred companies around the country who who. And we create these websites for these companies, and we give them a product to sell. The number one product is an identity theft product. Mm-hmm. That's a triple bureau report. And Which score. is real. People yeah. are getting their identity stolen. So it's, you know, that's a, need, a solution to an existing problem. We're a competitor to LifeLock, um, but our business model is exactly different. They go after consumers directly. Um, they give you a one bureau report score annually. We give a triple bureau report and score monthly. Uh, but we decide, I don't want to sell to people. I want to sell to businesses who sell to people. And we have about 150,000 people right now it, on a monthly basis paying us $29 a buck. So on, on the five-year plan, is this because it seems like that's when things have run their course? Or is that your own personal schedule that you stay on? It's kind of a person. Oh, I get bored. So then I did that for about three years, and we're still doing it. No matter how successful things are, what the upside, what the ceiling may be, um, you just get bored and then you need a new challenge. So Right. So we start, started Lifestyle Magazines. Mm-hmm. And, and we keep, we're keeping all the businesses, obviously, in all the different divisions. We did Lifestyle for about three or four years. Then we started South Florida Business and Wealth Magazine, which is now the second largest local business magazine in the country. Which is a really, really cool um, you know, opportunity for CEOs to get involved and you know, promote themselves so? and their brands. How so? Tell them. I mean, you know, I the mean, ma- one, the one, mag- of the, one of the things that I knew about Gary at the South Florida Business Journal, which is true to everything he does now, is that he sells the added value first, mm-hmm. not the core product. And that was new thinking at the Business Journal. Was innovative. Like, hey, you know, you're going to do an ad with us uh-huh. in the in the in the newspaper. It's going to go to all of these people, but we're actually going to do a live event where your target audience is going to be there, and you're going to be able to meet them. So it was innovative at the time. Well. Part of his business model became our business model is if you market with any one of their um, their their companies, their value proposition is who do you need to meet and we'll make the introduction. Wow. Yeah, you know, like, I, I look at it. Steve's absolutely right. I look at it as all, my competition constantly sells ads. Well, we we're matchmakers. Right, you know, we're not we're right, not in like, the ad business. We happen to have ads you can buy. It's the way you get paid. But it, it's <laughs> all about making connections and uh you know, and we we train the we train our people all the time. We're we are using Steve. He's been phenomenal the last six months. But we train them that uh, their job is to take their network and introduce their clients to customers. Um, and then we have it's really matchmaking and partying. It's a great business. Matchmaking have, and partying. Well, last week or two weeks ago, they did an event. They call it CEO Connect. Mm-hmm. And they did it with all of the guys that are involved in football in the bowl games. 
Right. So Rodney Barreto was there, and uh, Doug, you know, from the Doug Mosley from the Boca Bowl, sure, Bunny Boca um, Bowl, sure, Eric Palms, mm-hmm. and they interview them, and the whole room was CEOs who were interested in learning about football and what happens behind the scenes at bowl games, which is obviously pretty relevant to you guys. Mm-hmm. Mr. Politziner was there, mm-hmm. um, but the room was chock full of opportunity. That if you didn't get invited to that, you missed out. You know, and so the the whole mentality is we're going to constantly put you in a position where, as a partner of ours, you're going to get introduced to the right people. That was a fun night. That was yeah, fun. and you add the formula of, of of great food and open bar, and and it's invitation only. So it's real. It's really the creme de la creme. And, and that was at Quail Ridge, Quail Ridge Country which Club, which was spectacular. <laughs> now, now, why do you think you get bored? Why, why do you think you constantly need new challenges, new projects? Because he really on? wants to be a rock star. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. You know, I'm getting to that. Why do you feel that? You know, five years. Okay, on to the next one. Because you're a corporate guy, but as we understand, apparently, you know, you were born to run. As Bruce Springsteen Ooh, once said, right? You. Good segue. Good right? segue. Is, is a part of that? Is that, you know, I was, you know. I was born to run. This yeah. guy was listening to Bruce Springsteen, 1978, like on the bootleg, river? bootleg tapes mm-hmm. yeah. that were like as grainy as anything That's you've true. ever heard in your life. Now you get that stuff, it's all HD. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Life is better. Right. But, uh, you know, the, I, I say the five-year mark because um, you go in, you you know, you take over something that's that's broken. You know, it takes you a, a year to put the, the group together, sometimes longer, the right right people. Mm-hmm. And within five years, you should be able to, to fix it. And then once it's just go, running smoothly, it's, that's not exciting. You know, it's great to have gotten there. Right. So once I get that, I put the right people in place. And then I take on another challenge and you and five years later you got that one work which is a specialized skill set to number one re redo it like mm-hmm. people can get lucky once you know you build something and it hit and that's great of course to rebuild it again and again and again is really the challenge that i look for i'm very similar to you right. in that respect and once it's on and working you don't doesn't need the same level of attention and then managing a couple of things at the same time becomes a whole other challenge. So it's like to be the head of four or five or six different opportunities, mm-hmm. which all have their own. Little- well, no, it, it, it's interesting because a lot of people listen to this podcast, are, you know, looking now for opportunities. And, and this is very entrepreneurial based. This is dream it, do it, make it happen for yourself, yeah. create, you know, don't necessarily be to designate. But I think that when you say, you know, the old job interview question, where do you see yourself in five years? If I were asking Gary that, he'd say somewhere else. Right. I'd be like, wait a minute, you're trying to, we're trying to partner on this. And he'd be like, right. I'm going to finish this, and then I'm on to the next one. Well, I don't know if it's finished. Like Jay-Z so says, put it, no, in, it's, yeah, right. put it in autopilot. Maybe. Put it in an orbit. Well, right. sometimes you sell it, and sometimes you keep it. And, right. you know, it's really, it's, it's terrible when you don't have the proper leadership at a particular company. So uh, uh, you can't, so right. you, you can't walk away from your company uh, even if you're, you're, you still own it, but you can't take your mind off of it if you don't have a great operator. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have a great operator for alternative revenue solutions. We have a great operator for lifestyle. We have a great oper- operator for South Florida business and wealth. We have a great operator for Tampa Bay business and wealth. And it's taken me years to, to get to have all of those things working. How many, uh, pu- as we say, publications are we talking about currently? We have 15 publications. Mm-hmm. We just bought another company, which brings us to 15. And uh, each has each has independent uh, original content, 
or a couple share the same uh we're, we're about 50 percent shared content uh-huh. and 50 percent local content. wow that's great yeah oh, that's it's a great a, percentage it's a great yeah it's a great piece like going into tampa and knowing the people that are running tampa mm. they know what they're doing sure i mean they are head and shoulders above what's available in the marketplace which you know you you have to be able to attract people like that and i think and you got to take care of done. those people yes, and, absolutely you know i got very lucky um somebody i knew i've known for 25 years uh the publisher of the tampa bay business journal uh was disenchanted and she's better than i am and we she's pretty incredible yeah she's incredible we took her her ad director and her editor and they all left came on board and and they're doing an amazing job out there i've i've been out there i think two times the entire time and you know i go through you know i go through the financials with them each month i go through their their hit list but but it starts at leadership yeah yeah and you had no identity so uh, back to the bruce springsteen thing because i said baby you were born to run uh it kind of feels like you have that soul uh with the chrome wheels uh, fuel injected stepping out over the line all that uh what's this lifelong this lifelong fascination with the boss how does this come about how many times have you seen him for 127 (laughs) over 100 i don't know exactly but you know 127 came to me i bet if you check it's close okay i'm sure you're right the universe speaks to me you know springsteen uh, is uh, about uh, 11 years older than i am Mm -hmm. and he's gone through and we got married later than i did so He's he's gone through life events around the same ta- time I have. So his his lyrics in, are totally resonate. There's a song about, called "Living Proof," mm-hmm. which is about uh, the first time his, he he had a, a child, mm-hmm. and about how he was wrapped up in himself and he didn't see things and so all, all kinds of imagery, uh, shadows, and and uh, the the music is the music's tough, but the words are beautiful. And it's about how he opened his eyes up for the first time when he had his first child, you know. And I was kind of scared to have a kid. I said, "I said, what kind of father am I going to be? I work all the time." Right. And um, but when Zach came along, my my firstborn, you know, it did. It just you, you open up. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, absolutely. But, still, you know, still to this day, right. that is a major part of my life. I did not know that song did that. So I, you know, you're so deep into it. You know the meanings of all of the stuff, all of the the songs, which is even better. Is that now, Jessica? I'm a lunatic. Is, is his is his firstborn Jessica? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. the one that does the horses. She, she's yeah. equestrian. Yeah, my, yeah, that's my buddy's longtime girlfriend. They split, but uh, they did it for a very long. She's time. She's very attractive. She's a very beautiful girl. And yeah, she's I, a champion, right. Equestrian. Yeah. yeah, I hit on her one time. I didn't know who she was, nor did I care. <laughs> Um, actually during, during brunch at a polo match, I didn't, there was three girls came through on the other side. They were belonged on the others, the member side. And, uh, I was chatting with her and her friends pulled her away. And then somebody goes, how do you know? I said, I don't know. And she said, you, said, you guys were vibing. I said, yeah, that's so-and-so's girlfriend. Well, a couple years later, so-and-so and I became good friends. And so I told him, I said, I almost stole your girl. So yeah. he goes, it's okay. We split up. I said, okay, it's all for the best now. So everybody wins. <laughs> so to speak. Maybe, baby, the gypsy lied. <laughs> maybe, maybe, the gypsy maybe, lied. Maybe, baby, the gypsy lied on the Springsteen uh, thing. Uh, is it pop. real? Is a dream a, a lie if it don't come true? Ah. Look at you guys. You're maybe. off on uh, Lyric Heaven. I, I only saw Springsteen. I'm not going to tell you about I saw him once. My, my dear friend, Darlene Delano, was Clarence Clemens's business manager. And she said, listen, um, this is going to be it for the band. I'm telling you, this is going to be it. 
So I've got you. Get a flight to New York tomorrow, and I got you a hotel through the band and tickets and all that. And so I literally was leaving a live broadcast and calling JetBlue, 1-800-JET. And so I got a flight, and I went, and, and I got into some kind of a tiff right as Bruce was bringing Bob Dylan on stage. Wow. This, was at, been awesome. this was at the old Shake Stadium. Right. Right about 2000, fall of Shea. 2003 or four, and Shake over here. And um, and so I was removed by the the fine uh, boys in blue of the NYPD uh, during this kind of a tiff, and then my phone started blowing up, and Darlene said, "You better hope Clarence didn't see that, because wow. I was a guest of his. His tickets as I'm being thrown out of the concert with uh, Bill Walton standing behind me. Wow, it's terrible. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's my one Springsteen uh, experience. You've seen him 126 other times. You know what? So what it what it shows. Mine you, was though, preempted. I talk about this fairly often is that high-performing people generally have a passion for music. doesn't matter what music is. Is that right? Is. Oh, yeah. I've, statistically, I've proven this out. Huh. As a matter of fact, some of the research that we've just done is that 78% of high-performing salespeople like music in the office. Wow. That makes you know? sense. So because music is an emotional driver, sure, it moves you. Yep. The music, the words, everything about you stirs you. That's what's so great about storytellers and creativity bruce springsteen when i meet people uh part of the first conversation usually is you know what kind of bands are you into what kind of music do you like it's an instant and and when somebody tells you you either connect with them or you ask them questions about what they like right i am shocked at how often it's only 25 percent, but i'm still shocked how people say eh, not really into music Really? Yeah. Oh, that's see. It's like I, th- I, right. I then I, I know I have, can't really. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing to talk to you about. Same way. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for playing. Can't relate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, same way. I can't relate. I'm surprised neither of you were shocked that I was forcibly removed from a concert though by NYPD <laughs> that, that went right past. We don't, I don't know you that well, but just in a brief time, I'm not so shocked. <laughs> You see, your brand lives far behind. Get on up for the rising tonight. Here I'll we go. To you. Uh, the power of scheduling. You got a lot going on uh, as a career, uh, career entrepreneur. Like you said, this and that and that and that. Uh, people, sometimes they work harder, not smarter. And in this day and age where your entire office is in your back pocket, i.e. your smartphone, it shouldn't be difficult for folks to utilize their time wisely. How do you, uh, I guess, compartmentalize to keep these things straight? Because it takes a different kind of a mindset to not be overwhelmed with, and instead, task A, task B, separate compartments like fishing uh, lures? Yeah, that's a, an amazing question, because I've been horrible at that most of my life. It's the last three or four years that I've, I've, I've I think I've grown up. Um, I look at it that way. Um, you know, Friday, I flew up to North Carolina, uh, to, to the Tryon area, watched the jumpers. There was a private concert with Gary Sinise. Uh, the 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 uh, Dan Lieutenant Band, Band? Lieutenant Dan Lieutenant Band, Dan, not to be confused with the Dan Band. Right, the Dan Band are the ones that uh, sing women ballads, but throw cuss words in. Remember from old school, turn around every bleeping now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan Band is, is Gary Sinise, and, right. and and they they do a lot of That's fundraisers classic. for the for the Wounded Warrior Project. They do, yeah. and that was you know that was great. Very, this is a good interview. Yeah. That was great. And uh, we spent a couple of days, and there's a guy here who's the president of uh, BBX Capital, uh, Seth Wise, awesome guy. Visited him in Asheville. Um, and his great family. We were, we were just yucking it up till 2 o'clock in the morning by a fireplace. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was pretty nice there. 55 degrees. Special, yeah. Awesome. And I really hardly looked at my, my emails at all. Yeah. You know, now on the plane ride home, Massive. I went, oh, 
Jesus Christ. But, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but I was present in that time frame, which I, it's, a, it's a new thing for me. And it's a wonderful thing. And I'm trying to teach other people how to do that uh, because it's hard. You know, you have so much on your plate and your mind's spinning, especially every night before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But, but compartmentalize is the right word. You have, you have to do that. It's the number one thing that I am coaching salespeople, sales leaders, business leaders on is the power of your schedule, the, the power of your calendar. And by scheduling everything in 15-minute increments, sometimes you devote two boxes to it, sometimes it's three boxes, but actually writing down every day what you're physically doing, when you schedule it, it gets done. Right. It's that simple, and most people don't have their day scheduled. When you look at them, they'll go, oh, I have this one appointment and this other appointment, and then in between, everything is open, and when you leave it open, it's there for chaos. So, you know, if you look at your, and sports teams are great at this, they know how to manage the clock. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with salespeople and professionals, which is why I was so concerned about, you know, interested in that question with you, because you do manage a lot of people and a lot of balls, and they're not all the same. You have to change the temperament, the mindset for some of the things you do, because I know them, are different. Well, one of the things I tell people, um, and and I've been, this part I've been doing my entire life is whatever what the one thing that you don't want to do, do first. That's great. You know, because oh, I like that. People get pe- it out of the way. Get it out of the way. And people are like, I, I, "Did you call the client?" You know, we made. Is that similar to getting? You know, I got bad news and I got good news. Which do you want first? Is it kind of like let's get the bad news out of the way? It is exactly. It's like deal with deal with the thing that's bothering you because then it's behind you and you can have a better better mind, begin a better. better I like that mentality. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I always you know look at these like a like a sink full of dishes post Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, where do I start? Where do I begin? Whatever's going to suck the most, maybe get that done. Right. And everything's exactly. easier from there. All right. I'm going to change the phrase. Whatever sucks the most, do whatever sucks the most, knock that out. And right. then it gets easier. From well, the, one of the famous, um, uh, Tom Hopkins was a famous trainer. He said, he wrote a book called eat the frog first thing in the morning. You know, it was like, what well, everybody, what does that mean? <laughs> Whatever the big thing is that's bothering you, do it first. I mean, so it's, you know, yeah. there, there is history there. People tend to run away from things that they don't want to do. And it really does weigh on you throughout the day, makes the day much longer, much harder. It taints everything else that you're, exactly. well, there's dread, right? I mean, there's that looming doom, you know, that's ahead of you. If you're waiting to the end of the day it's, to solve the thing that you don't want to do, you'd probably be a lot more effective. So you said you only got goodness in the last couple of years. Was there was there a reason or a rhyme to why it is you learned compartmentalization suddenly? Because you said you weren't good at this for most of your life, until th- three or four years ago. I think that through my whole career, I haven't been a great manager. I'm a good manager. I think I've been a good leader. Um, I think I've been able to prioritize well. But the one part of it is that I was just a workaholic. I mean, I, I you know I lost my first marriage over it. Mm. You know, my wife five years before she left me told me, you know, you're doing amazing. We never thought you would do this amazing. We don't need a lot. Right. Slow down. Don't start another company. And I said, no, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, and, you know, five years later, our, our marriage was over. And I, it, was, it was my uh, really looking at myself in the mirror and saying, okay, I just screwed this up. She's a lovely woman. I'm not going to be good for any woman because she's a very caring. Mm. And then I started thinking about what are the, what are the, the negatives in me? And I just started working on them. And 
you know, I obviously haven't fixed all of them, but I've, but I've got to, I've got to a bunch of them. I have a great girlfriend now for two years who sees me different than my wife sees me, mm-hmm. my ex-wife. And, uh, well, you have grown. I mean, I know you a long time and that both of us have gone through our, you know, entrepreneurial journey where if it's not about you, then it doesn't get done. Right. So that's sort of the mindset was, I got to do this. I got to do this. The urge to do it the inclination to not go to sleep and stay up all night and do it. But where does delegation come in? Uh, you know what? There are times for delegation, which he's done now, but in the building, there's no delegation. And when you're building something, you're knee deep in it and you build it because it is a representation of you. Your businesses are clearly a representation of you. People know you as a quasi celebrity in town. You do great interviews which you don't really do that much anymore. <laughs> but, no. I mean, you know, they were great. He stands up with CEOs. I mean, you just did one with Mike Jackson. That was incredible. Yeah, you know? was great, There's great not one. a lot of people in the market that would stand next to him and ask him anything, let alone deep probing questions. So Why is that? Why? Um, because of how he's grown and how he's done all these things, he deserves to stand next to so him. So we do these as, as, we do three events a, a month on, on average, mm-hmm. and one of them is CEO Connect. And so... And I, I know Mike pretty well, and I, I watched his last three or four interviews because he's out on, on, on NBC. Now, who are we speaking about? Mike Jackson from uh, CEO of AutoNation. Okay. And I wanted to make it a little different, so he, and he's retiring soon. So I, I said to him, I said, hey, you've been married for a couple of years now, you know, not with retirement. Uh, I goes, Alice, you've got to do everything with Alice. How are you going to keep yourself busy? And... Uh, he stopped, he looked at me, you know, like, like I threw him a curveball, mm-hmm. and he said, my wife is the most amazing human being in the world. She's the kindest, most giving. She just is absolutely wonderful, except for one thing. Mm. And, and <laughs> remember? One thing. He said, one day after a couple of years of being married, I was doing something, and she looked at me, she goes, why are you doing that? And she did it several times. So finally, I looked at her and I said, I'm a CEO of a top 100 company, a public company. She says, you make a list of all those things I do that you don't know why I do them. And when I'm retired, we'll go over them one by one. Wow. And I go, well, what, you're about to be retired, <laughs> oh, dude. You yeah. know? There's a long Here list. Comes, <laughs> so he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to retire. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I got to answer Which the question. Most people are. They don't really right. retire. So, but I, I think he even had a funnier line. But he, he he's, uh, he was a, probably my favorite one to do because he's so smart. He's the only guy in the country who's still talking about, you know, the debt and the deficits, and he's predicting predicting some catastrophe in the next mm. ten years. And, oh boy. And we, you know, as a country, we got to grow up. You know, our politicians need to grow up. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, that's a whole other topic. Who is your favorite of? You've interviewed tons. This of is CEOs. CEO Connect you're talking about. Yeah. Like, okay. who is your favorite CEO interview? I'm just curious. I've never asked you that. So. Yeah, it's a good question. Mike is one of my favorites. Um, um, there's a you know Bob Bird song. Sure. Okay. Friend, client. Right. 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 So Bob was a blast because we're such close friends. All right. Um, he was, he was very funny. And, uh, and then, uh, I interviewed Howard Dvorkin, okay. who owns consolidated credit counseling and all that mm-hmm. stuff as, as a dear friend. 
And, and Howard's a piece of work. Howard's start. a piece of work. So uh, I guess those are my three best. You know, look, you know, we've done George Hanbury. We 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 did the CEO of Ryder. We've done a lot of big people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you know somebody really well and it's personal, and to an extent that was what it was with Mike, it's it's just more fun. On another it's life, more yeah. fun. And well, there's chemistry. There's chemistry. And it's organic. That's what you, exactly. Gary Press, chairman, South Florida Business and Wealth, Lifestyle Magazine, CEO of Alternative Revenue Solutions. Look into that. Thank you for the time and uh, appreciate awesome. your appreciation yeah, awesome. of music and all really things cool. boss. Really Indeed. Appreciate you guys are awesome. Thank you so <laughs> much. Really good. Right. Really good. More so on our end. Believe me, Steve. Uh, we always ask people to tell us something good. I know we're to number eighty-two already. The Ozzy Newsome edition, as it says here on our show sheet. Ozzy Newsome. But wow. instead of small talk and asking people, how about how Dariel you Harris? <laughs> well, there's a lot of great eighty-twos. There's a lot of I don't know. Ozzy. Paul Warfield was eighty-two, or is he eighty? That's before my time. Paul Warfield. Before my time. I'm not sure. I think it doesn't know either. Okay. We don't know. Okay. But why don't you do what we always do instead of the small talk and the nonsense that we all do instead? Tell us something so good. So here's something really good. I'm a Gator fan. Gators uh, played their hearts out Saturday night against LSU. Sure did. I know um, everybody was hoping that they would win the game, but Coach Mullen stood up in the locker room afterwards and said two words, we belong. Yeah. And that's really what they did. They showed up in a hostile environment. They played the game that they were supposed to play. They were one mistake away from, you know, really unbelievable things happening. So now we'll see what happens in South Carolina if we show up. But uh, being a Gator fan, really proud. And you got to be with the, the boys, right? Well, no, that was the week before. Oh, the week before Tallahassee. Which I actually got to run out of the, lock, out of the locker room mm-hmm. with the team, which... You know, in my sports career, you can still the, run your knees. All, all right, of yeah. the things I've done in my life, I got to <laughs> run out of the locker room, out of the tunnel with my grandson. It was incredible. How so, cool is that? So between the Gators on Saturday night and the Jets winning on wow. Sunday, man, can we end the season? The Jets won. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, yeah. we don't need cancel the rest of the year. Uh, thanks again to Gary Press for joining us today. Uh, you want to do this again? Want to go for eight three next week? We have Lisa Scott Bounds. Oh, so it's win- gonna the Winterfest, yeah. Winterfest Bowl Parade. Yeah. I know all Lisa. the bets are off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then so you guys will understand when you hear the next episode. For Steve Nodelberg, it's Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We will catch you next time on the Confessions of a Sales Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.